We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports to pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the top Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. We are here on a Friday. I am just uh, waiting for everybody else to join uh, as we are rolling here, rolling into the weekend. Big football weekend. We got the start of bowl games. We got NFL on a Saturday. We got NFL football on Sunday. It's going to be a great weekend for football. Uh, so let's just uh, see where our producer and everybody is, and uh, we'll get rolling here. Um, and, you know, we got a lot to talk about today. We got some new reality shows popping up. Here's our producer, Joe. Joe's the first one on board. Uh, I'm wondering where uh, Sam is and where Josh is, as they are uh, fashionably late uh, as per the normal uh, way to go right now. Joe, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? Why can't I hardly hear you? I don't know. Let me fix it. Hold on. <laughs> Look, you're super far away from your microphone. Oh, no. Can you hear me okay? Now nah, that's better. That's, that's better. better. Joe, are we going to see you on Sunday? Did you get the invite? Uh, oh, yeah. No, uh, I don't know yet. I got to look and see what's going on. Okay. But I did get the invite. Okay. We're uh, having our little holiday get together. So, oh, I think this is Sam here. Now, where the fuck is Josh at? That's what I want to know. Josh is late, man. Josh Josh said he was prepping. He was prepping the things that pissed him off that we would be ready to do today. Um, And, you know, Josh Josh is running a little bit behind. So, while we're waiting on Josh to, to show up, I, I, I need to talk to you guys about this new show that's coming out on TLC, which, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't TLC used to be known as the Learning Channel? There's been, Isn't that what it stood for? Yeah, it's been called that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I feel like okay. they've changed networks or something. Yeah, because I'm not learning anything about my 600-pound life or – or 90 Day Fiance. That's not teaching me anything. But they have this new this new dating show coming out, guys, that I'm going to have to watch because it's called Milf Manor, okay? They got a bunch of women. They have a lot of women in their 40s, late 40s, early 50s, maybe late 50s, tearing them up with a bunch of college dudes to find love. And I just, dude, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Some of these women are touted as beautiful, but they look, they don't look beautiful. Um, but I, I got to watch this. Any show, I mean, can I, can I be honest with something? They, they had a, 
I don't know. Did you guys ever watch the show 30 Rock with Tina Fey and, and Jack McBriar and all those people and Alex Baldwin? Did you guys ever watch that show or not? I, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it, any of it. Okay. So they had this pitch in the show where it was a joke where they're like, oh, I have this new idea for a dating show where we'll surround women with a bunch of 14-year-old boys and see if they find love. And it was a total joke. This show is not far off from that. <laughs> These dudes are like 18 to 20 years old, maybe 21 at tops at the most, and these women are like 40, 45, and 50 years old. So this it, it's going to be entertaining, to say the least. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Is this the same I, show? I, is this the same show? Is this the same show that Sister or whatever it is? It's same, the network. same network. Yeah. yeah. Same network. Same, same network. Same network. I meant to say network. So, yeah. hey, I, just so you know, I, just, I did look it up. So, the okay. uh, the Learning Channel um, back in 2010 embraced the uh, the phrase from TLC, tender, loving care. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so, apparently, 18, 19 year olds with 40, 50 year old women for a show is about tender, loving care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, you know I'm wondering if Josh fell asleep he's never this late for the show or normally he'll he'll like at least text and be like hey I'm running a couple minutes late he he didn't sound all that great when I talked to him about two hours ago he sounded tired he sounded out of it call, so I'll call I'm wondering what he's doing okay alright our producer is trying to reach Josh Hopefully he's not passed out on the couch somewhere because we have lots to talk about today. I'm excited about today's show. Finally got the audio upload tool working, Sam, so you can kiss my ass and then stop giving me so much shit about it. I mean, it only took like two years, right? So it's all right. Wow. Better late than never. He did not answer, (laughs) just so you know. Okay. All right, so... We're just going to skip it. We're going to power through it right now, guys. We got we got a lot to discuss. Um, the first thing on the docket that I, I really want to talk about, and I have been kind of surprised about some of the talking heads' reactions, but they've been talking about Burrow and Brady, and they were talking about comparing Burrow and Brady, obviously not the the championships and things like that, but just kind of more like the poise, the moxie, the accuracy, things of that nature. But I I, I listened to Nick Wright talk about it a little bit, and I, we, I know our show, we don't like Nick Wright very much, and he can be a really just fucking douchebag sometimes. And uh, Stephen A. Smith, another enemy of the show, who I think can just be a loudmouth sometimes, actually had some good points. So I got some audio here from First Take. It was Stephen A. Smith and Dan Orlovsky talking about Burrow, and uh, I'm going to quit, guys. It's fair, and I agree with your your, your conclusion, but I, w- I would tell you I, I want to modify your thinking, Dan Orlovsky, in, this res- in several respects. Number one, earlier on in Tom Brady's career, you had people feeling New England was winning in spite of him, not necessarily sure. because of him. It wasn't that he was playing bad, but he was contained and managed by Bill Belichick. Their defense at that particular moment in time was elite, et cetera, et cetera. Then, 
folks started clamoring for an upgrade, even though Detroit Browns of the world and others were there, they started clamoring for an upgrade in the receiving core because they said Tom Brady is that dude, give him some weapons, then they acquired the likes of, you know, uh, Randy Moss, and you had guys like Amendola and Edelman and others that would come along later. And then obviously you saw what he could do. But in the earlier part, those first two or three Super Bowls, it really was about that defense. It was about the Ty Lords of the world and others and, the, you know, and McGinnis's of the world and the crew. It's about those guys more so than Tom Brady. Shit. So just now, then you fast forward. People keep forgetting there's a 10-year period from 2004 to 2014 where the New England Patriots didn't even make the Super Bowl. Right. They, they, they didn't, I'm sorry, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. You know right. what I'm saying? 2007, 2011, both losses to the Giants. They didn't win the Super Bowl in 10 years. So we can't forget that either. Even though Joe Burrow has lost the Super Bowl, the bottom line is that was his second year in his league, his first full season because he got hurt his rookie year. His first full season, he took him to the Super Bowl. And so when you look at it from that perspective and you don't look at the Cincinnati Bengals defense and say, well, they're carrying him. You look at Joe Burrow with Chase and Higgins and those boys, and like, no, it's about that offense, okay? Very early from the jump start, it was about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has transformed that franchise. We don't talk about the Bengals anymore with bags over their heads and how, you know, they're just not those dudes. From the moment Joe Burrow arrived, things have changed. That wasn't the case with Tom Brady, okay? And so you got to look at it from those two perspectives. And last but not least, we sit there, this is where the similarity comes in. Repeatedly, we saw Tom Brady, but many people thought Peyton Manning was better. But Tom Brady would beat him. Right. We think Patrick Mahomes is better. But Joe Burrow keeps beating him. Yeah. That's the similarity. So that's what I want to talk about. And that was something that Nick Wright and First Things First talked about, too, is that Joe Burrow, no one – he doesn't wow you with his arm. He doesn't make throws like Patrick Mahomes does. He doesn't run it like Lamar Jackson runs it. He doesn't have the cannon that Josh Allen has. But if you took all quarterback categories, if you took all quarterback categories, Joe Burrow would probably be in the top five in all of them. So he may not be elite in any one thing, but he does everything well. He doesn't have a weakness. And to Stephen A. Smith's point, back in the day, from like what two? Let's say let's call it 2003-2015. In that time frame, Brady was always there, and Brady won Super Bowls, and Brady's teams were always in it. But nobody ever thought Tom Brady is the best quarterback. I and I think that's right. I think a lot of people said, "Well, it's Peyton Manning. Well, it's Aaron Rodgers." whoever, right? Now they say Tom Brady is obviously the best. And I, that, I think that that came to fruition on that last run when he beat the Falcons down 28-3, to went to the Super Bowl against the Eagles, beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, and they, he went on that run, okay? But up until like 2014, 2015, I think a lot of people still thought, oh, well, Peyton Manning's there. And Stephen A. Smith is right. A lot of people said, well, P- Peyton Manning's better. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger is better. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is better. But Tom Brady kept winning championships. And and a lot of people will sit there and say Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. But Burrow was sitting there 3-0 and against Mahomes, and he's beat him in the playoffs in the AFC championship game. So I, I, I very interesting that they were talking about Joe Burrow. 
I mean, I still think it's absolutely ludicrous, but that's besides the point. You know, you can't you, even when people are making when people are making the Patrick Mahomes, you know, best, you know, one of the best to ever do it. You you can't make any of these, uh, you know, uh, definitive statements this early in his career. You know, he's got a long way to go. He's he's doing absolutely amazing for his career, and he's a great great quarterback. But to compare him to someone that's been doing it for 20 years or any of the other greats, Peyton Manning, you want to compare him to any of them, Drew Brees, any of the greats, I think it's still way too early that, to do any of those. Sam, they're not, not that wise, Sam. They're comparing him as far any as kind of, any kind of comparison, Any kind of comparison, any kind of comparison, I feel is absolutely ludicrous. Two even years, three years into the league. Somebody. Even the way you talk about somebody. Because they're talking about how – Burrow, much like Tom Brady, Burrow doesn't get talked about because his stuff doesn't wow you. He doesn't have those eye-popping throws where he throws it like sidearms across his body. He doesn't. He doesn't. He won't break off like a 65-yard electric run. He won't throw uh, any. Like I, I think a, a, any kind of comparison this early in his career to someone like that is not warranted. Not this early in his. But career. how? But how? But that's what doesn't make any sense to me. They're not comparing him and saying, "Well, Brady is Tom Brady, or he's he's the next Tom Brady." They're not saying these things and comparing him stat wise and career wise. They are merely saying that. Well, what's what the point of doing like that? Is, what do you what do you get? What do you gain in that? You you haven't seen more five years, ten years of him playing, and you got he'll get you guys a Super Bowl. I'm sure he will. In that time frame, he will. But until that happens, some of these things need to happen. He needs to have a, a long, healthy career surrounded by talent, good management, good coaching, all the above for him to be in those conversations of any kind of comparison. Stats are outside of stats either. Well, I mean, I, I at this point in time, I would take – I think I'm taking Burrow over Josh Allen. And I, I don't know if I'm taking him over Mahomes just yet because Mahomes does some pretty fantastic things, and he's, he's, he's clutch as well. But there's not – at this point in, the, in time, there's maybe one quarterback in the league I'm taking over Joe Burrow if I'm starting the team tomorrow. If you, if you tell me that I got a top-five draft pick and Mahomes is off the board – then I'm taking I'm taking Joe Burrow with the next pick. I'm taking him over Jalen Hurts. I'm taking him over Lamar Jackson. I'm taking him over uh, Josh Allen. For for starting teams tomorrow, I mean, I I, I think that Burrow. Uh, you know, I I that's why I don't I don't see a problem with the comparison. It's because people don't talk about Burrow in the same light that they talk about Mahomes and they talk about Lamar Jackson, and they talk about Josh Allen. They don't talk about him like that. Yeah, but and, and, and Brady always got passed over, too, uh, in comparison to Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers. And, well, those and, three, only, and, pa- only Patrick Mahomes has been touted to, to like as a true comparison, and like people have come out and said it, that he's better than so-and-so, and he's better than this person or that person. No one said that Josh Allen is, is – has Brady-like characteristics or a Steve Young type of rushing ability or whatever else you want to add in the mix. No one's thrown that around there. 
Mahomes is the only one. People have gone out and said, hey, listen, this guy's as good, if not better. And people are out there saying that he's better. And I don't believe that either. Uh, I mean, I'm with you in the fact that Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen have got to be playing at this type level for the next eight to ten years. And then, you know, Mahomes has been doing it, what now, for, what, four or five years now? He's been at this level he, since 2018. So Yeah, he sat out one season, more or less. He only sat out one season. Yeah, he only sat out one season. I think I think he, this is his fifth season in the league. I think in a couple of years, you know, if Mahomes keeps doing it, you can you can put him up there. Um, but it, you can't really compare careers until the career is over, because you don't know how many more they're going to win or not win. Dan Marino looked like he was going to run the league for years, and then he only ever made it to the one Super Bowl in his second season, and he lost it and never made it back. And so I, I I get it. You can't compare careers. But I think that you can compare certain intangibles or to the way people talk about somebody and, and not still say, well, like, you, you can, guys, you can, but it, not not in year two. <laughs> not, you know, uh, okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, you agree to disagree. You're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I understand that. Bengals. I don't want to call this game for the Bengals make or break, but for the Bucks, it is make or break. And who do you think has the edge in this game? Going down to Tampa, I think um, you know the Bucks are sitting at what six and seven. They have a one game lead over the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons and the NFC South. If they lose this game, they might not make the playoffs. And for the Bengals, they can lose this game. It doesn't help them. If they if the Bengals lose this game, you can probably wave goodbye to the division more than likely. But I, I still think the Bengals are in a position where if they lose this game, it's, they're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, but they're definitely going to go in as a wild card. But for the Bucks, the Bucks got to win this game. And I, I'm not sure that they're going to. I, I just I, – I don't think their offense – has enough really really bad against a good San Francisco defense. So they got walloped by San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, definitely yes. Tampa is good against the run, so I think that's that's good for the Bengals because that means it'll open up the pass game and you have the weapons on the outside to take advantage of that. They're not that great against coverage, uh, you know, San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, um, Tampa Bay rather. So I think Barr's so, going to have a really good thing. game through the air. But the yeah, run game is so going to be stifled. It's going to be stifled. Here's, here's one stat that absolutely amazes me. Tampa Bay threw 13 games. How many times do you think this offense has scored 20 or more points? Twice. Three times, and they're one and two in those games. They beat New Orleans the second game of the season, 20-10. to 10. They lost to Kansas City, 41-31. to 31, And they lost to Baltimore, 27-22. to 22. Oh, I'm sorry. I, they, they beat Seattle, 21-16, to 16, so that's four. They, they've scored 20 or more points four times. Bengals, 
I'm going to say that you're going to, they're going to have to at least score 27 points to beat the Bengals. Do you think that's a fair assessment? How many points? You no, uh, I think, I don't think so. 27. I think that the Bengals can still win on, um, on a short game. So it could be like 21, 13, 21, seven. Okay. So you still think the Bengals could win, but what I'm saying is that the, if the Bucks want to beat the Bengals, they got to score 27 points, I think, or more. I don't think the Bucks can beat the Bengals when scoring 17 points is what I'm saying. There's, yeah, I there's, don't think so. To me, there's uh, unless, no, no unless, unless uh, Cincinnati's terrible with, like, clock management and somehow they manage to pull off, like, a last-second type of thing. But, like, unless that happens, yeah, there's no chance. You have to score points if you want to beat the team. Yeah. In, you know, in Cincinnati's losses here, they have four losses. They lost to Pittsburgh first game of the season, 23-20, to and they lost to Dallas, 20-17. to Baltimore held them to 17 points. They, Baltimore won 19-17. to Baltimore was a game Cincinnati led in in the fourth quarter. They were beating Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter, and they, they lost the game in overtime. Really, the only two games where they weren't winning was Cleveland, which absolutely destroyed us, in Dallas. But in this five game winning streak, we've won forty two to twenty one, thirty seven to thirty, twenty to sixteen against Tennessee, twenty seven twenty four against Kansas City, twenty three to ten against Cleveland. So it's not that we cannot it's not that teams can't hold us to twenty or less points, but they, they have to score. Pittsburgh beat us twenty three to twenty. Dallas with Cooper Rush beat us twenty to seventeen. Cleveland beat us 32 to 13. Tennessee was right there. Tennessee is probably the best comparison to Tampa Bay, right? With a stout defense, but not so much on the offensive side of the ball. And they got to 16 points against Cincinnati and our. So I, I do think maybe 24 points. I think Tampa's going to have to score between 24 and 27 points to have a shot at beating the Bengals because if I don't think they're going to get it done scoring 17 or 20 points. I think the Bengals can at least get 21 to 23 and, and win the game. But it, it's going to be – I mean, the Bengals still technically have a shot at the number one overall seed. If they if they win out, if, if they win out, they got a shot at the number one seed. So, it's, it's I mean – Let's see. The Bills are ten and three. The Chiefs are ten and three. The Bengals are nine and four. So, uh, you know, the Chiefs, the Bengals got to play the Bills still. They got to play the Patriots. They got to play the Ravens after Tampa Bay. If they if they go thirteen and four, there's there's a shot they end up with the number one overall seed. If Kansas City drops another game, which they still got, they still got the Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos, Raiders. So it doesn't seem likely that the Chiefs are going to drop another game. But you never know. Um. Sam, so Mike White's out. Uh, Zach Wilson gets a start again. He gets a second shot against Detroit. Is, is his career basically on the line in this game? Uh, I, I don't want to say that it is, but it. I don't want to say his career, man. That's a little. That's a little too. Uh, a little too crazy. Like, look, um, there are teams that um, that quarterbacks have done bad with, and then. They've tried to start over, and, and you know, granted the, the starting over didn't really happen, but um, who knows? There, there could be a team that could uh, use someone like him in two to three years, you know. Um, 
he needs a lot more learning. He's got to figure shit out. But if he could lead them to a win, then it will change the momentum again. You know, I think really losing Brees Hall was the catalyst in in season kind of going the opposite direction. Because I feel like even with if we had like a solid run game with Brees Hall, then then Mike White wouldn't have to throw it 45 times a game. You know. Um, and even and that's that's granted, Wilson's still losing his job, right? While Hall's yeah. still around, but yeah, I don't know, man. Wilson's in a tough position. Guess what? Detroit defense is ass, complete ass. So this might be a confidence builder for him, but who knows? They can put up points in bunches too. They have good they have good uh, skill players on on uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but New York's defense is good too. So let's see. Is Detroit's defense complete ass? Because I want to I want to point some things out to you. The last couple of games, okay, the last couple of games for Detroit, where they've gone, I mean they they I thought they held Buffalo pretty well in check. They dismantled Jacksonville, who was coming off. Uh, I mean the, who, the the Jets also kept Buffalo in check too, right? Yeah, I get it, but the Jets have a you're, good you're getting a hurt Josh. Hard- you're getting a hurt Josh Allen. You're getting a hurt Josh Allen too. And then, by the way, they went into – they, they played Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. They held Dalvin Cook to 23 yards rushing on 15 carries. Now, granted, Justin Jefferson went off with 11 catches for 223 yards. And I think you can pass on Detroit. I think you can pass Detroit. I don't think you can run. If you look at some of the running backs they've held, uh, they've held in check the last the last few weeks. Uh, they they've done a pretty good job on keeping guys in check. They beat they held uh, Saquon Barkley to 22 yards on 15 carries. They did the same thing to Dalvin Cook, and then they've done uh, they they wrapped up Buffalo's run game. I think Jacksonville could barely muster no, but, anything. But, I mean, all, all it, Dalvin Dalvin Cook's a, a divisional matchup. You know, a lot a lot of teams. Even if Detroit's like two and ten at this time of year, they still play well against divisional foes for some strange reason. No, same reason, why, same reason why the Jets play better against the Bills than you would expect them to play against because they're divisional foes. I right? don't think the Jets are going to be able to run the ball in this game. I don't think Zion they don't have Carter... anyone to run the ball. That's the thing. I mean, let's let's take away the fact that they don't have a proper run game. But again, you know, if if they can pass against Detroit. And and, and uh, get into a little. Say it again. I said they can't pass the ball. They have Zach Wilson starting, not Mike White. They don't. Zach you know, Wilson's you don't know. Be like you don't know. You don't know what game plan they might come through with. So if they come through with with something where they're able to exploit Detroit's secondary, you know, it could be a defensive game. See, uh, the Jets' defense is good on run and and on pass. So we're decent on both. I think we're we're middle of the pack for both, I believe. Um, maybe secondary might be rated a little bit higher, but but if we can keep their offense in check, which is going to be hard, they have skilled players. If if we can keep them in check, keep it a close game. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the dink and dunk might work. Maybe it might not work. Who knows? Well, I uh, the Lions are one and a half point favorites on the road. I think. I think I'm going to take. I think I'm taking the Lions in this one, man. I got to say, I don't have any faith in Zach Wilson. 
I don't think he's going to be able to find Elijah Moore or or Garrett Wilson. I think the Lions defense is playing a lot better than it was at the start of the season. I think it's improved. And I, I think that Goff is going to be able to do just enough getting the ball to to his weapons. Uh, and I, I, I think I like Detroit in this game 20 to 20 to 13. So hey, I see we got Josh. By- What's that? And I was going to say, is Josh on there with us? Josh is finally yeah, on there. I don't know. What Technical difficulties. Whatever. Oh, yeah. His computer stalled from all the board he was looking at. <laughs> all, all my soft, soft uh, gay porn wasn't working. Yeah, so I couldn't put uh, Joe, Joe and Louis' face on it. <laughs> well, you, you missed our yeah, Joe Burrow. Chickswithdicks.com stopped working. Wow. Okay then. <laughs> rough man, rough. I uh, well, you yeah. I'll, I'll wait Burrow. for you guys to uh, finish that segment. I was going to catch up on the new one. Okay. Which new one? I don't know what the oh, just the NFL at. talk. Oh, all right. Well, hey, some of the games. Uh, we were talking about the Bengals and the Bucks, and then we've t- talked about the Jets and the and the Lions here. We got. We got games on Saturday now. We got we got it's, it's coming to the silly season, man. We got we got college football tomorrow. We got NFL football tomorrow. We got games on Sunday. Tomorrow's first game is at one o'clock. We get the Colts and the Vikings, and then Baltimore and Cleveland at four thirty, and then Miami at Buffalo in the snowstorm at eight fifteen. Uh and then a full slate of games on Sunday. So, uh, did you guys happen to hear? The Skip Bayless Shannon Sharp argument on Undisputed, like Skip was out of pocket, man, in his talk, the way he was talking to Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp kept his cool. But I got some audio here of this. I, I thought Skip was taking personal shots when he didn't need to be. So let me play this audio here. Time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No, I did what I did. I never said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. I got three Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you are. I'm better than you. I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No. It's always certainly. So, this is, they're talking about Tom Brady, and, and really, Shannon Sharp was just kind of critical, and Tom Brady, and this, and he should have been, because he looked terrible in the loss of the 49ers. And then, Shannon, you know, Skip Bayless is like, oh, so what, you're a Hall of Famer, so what, you've won two Super Bowls, you know, Tom Brady's way better than you are. Oh, okay, fine. Who is Skip Bayless, like Tom Brady's bodyguard? Yeah, seriously, man. Seriously, he's he's up as that. I mean, here, Not... here's here's my my whole opinion on that shit. Like Tom Brady, he he's a great quarterback. We all fucking know that. He's not a better athlete than a lot of these fucking players. I guarantee he wasn't a better athlete than Shannon Sharp. Right. Right. So, Skip Bayless is just a fucking dumb, dumb fucking. Uh, Fucking Stephen A. wannabe. That's what he is. Well, you know, he's, he's he's looking, he's, he's, it almost looks like Skip's looking for a fight. Like he's looking to yeah. fight every single time. Because he has nothing oh, else to say. I mean, I, I think he, he purposely was trying to do it and go to men, and Sharp didn't didn't take the bait. No, so I, I he thought, almost did. I thought Sharp was going to whoop his ass. 
<laughs> I, I would have been straight. Oh, what is that, <laughs> We We should have a bracket of, like, if they actually fought each other. Like, uh, what was that celebrity death match on, on MTV back in the day? We kind of did that. Well, not really, but, yeah, we could do that. We could do, like, we could come up with – we should come up with a WrestleMania card of sports personalities of who would win what fight. Like, like a tri- the, the triple threat match of Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, and Nick Wright, who's winning that matchup, and a triple threat steel cage match for Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I'll make it TLC, man. I I I do wanna I do wanna talk to you guys before we get to some of this other stuff about a, a, a new bracket. And I wanted to put one together of we could come up with a list going all the way back to guys like Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta, obviously adding in Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, and come up with a bracket and throw it out there. I'm curious to see who wins. Now, obviously in a pound-for-pound bracket, you can't put heavyweight fighters in that because heavyweight fighters only fight at heavyweight. When you're talking about pound-for-pound guys, it's guys that have fought at multiple weight classes. So, I, I think we could put a list together, Sugar Shane Mosley, um, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Saul Alvarez, who fought at multiple different weight classes, and see, maybe do the best, I don't know, 32, 32 best pound-for-pound fighters and see who comes out on top. For my, if we do this bracket, I, I don't know who's going to win because we got to leave it up to the audience to vote for it, but... For my money, it's it's going to be it's Sugar Ray Robinson to me is the is the between it has to be Sugar Ray Robinson for me as the best pound for pound fighter of all time. Nope. What? No. Don't even fucking tell me Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. You know what everybody's going to vote for, bro? It's going to be the one and only undefeated champion. You know it's going to be. Him. I would. Say- I would take Sugar Ray or, Robinson. Or you could go oh, Rocky Marciano. However the fuck you say his last name. Rocky Marciano, but he's out of it. He's a heavyweight fighter. He doesn't count. Uh, I, th- I, I thought he did multiple weight classes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you might be yeah, thinking but, Jake yeah, Lamont. Everybody's going to go Floyd Mayweather on that. The duck master himself. I, he is the duck master. This dude, Sugar Ray Robinson, let me just point this out. He fought at lightweight, welterweight, middleweight, and light heavyweight. 201 fights. He was 174 and 19. He won 109 fights by knockout. He was whomping on people. Dude. Robinson was ranked number one by Ring Magazine as the best 80 fighters of the last 80 years. I, I don't. He's the first. He's the first boxer in history to win a divisional world championship five times. I, I don't. I just don't know, man. Like, I I don't know how you can beat him. Uh, Robinson also this Sugar Ray Robinson had a ninety-one fight unbeaten streak. Ninety-one fights. The world welterweight title from nineteen forty-six to nineteen fifty-one for five years. Nobody beat him. Beat, beat him for the title. That's almost unheard of. Guys that are champions, there's always somebody that ends up knocking them off after after four or five fights. It seems like this dude held. This dude was fighting 
four or five times a year, and he held maybe more, probably more, because he had 201 total fights, and he held the title for five years. 91. Nine, can you comprehend? Floyd Mayweather's what, Josh? 40, 48 and 0. What's Floyd May or 50 and 0? What's his What's his professional record? 50 and 0. 50 and 0. It depends on if they consider the last couple. Fucking Conor McGregor and Jake Paul is fight. Come on, those were like exhibition fights, man. Those weren't actually no, they, for Con- anything. Conor McGregor is his last professional fight. Conor McGregor is on his record. They don't consider the Logan Paul fight a real fight. But Conor McGregor is the last professional fight on his resume. He's, so he's 50-0. and 0. And he's beat some of the best. Wait, how how, how is Conor McGregor? And, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. But Con- the Conor McGregor fight. Uh, Conor McGregor wasn't ranked in the boxing world at all, was he? No, he wasn't, but it was still a professional fight. It wasn't an exhibition. It was an actual professional fight. So, he, it he, so you're basically saying, you know, he, he's 49-0 and 0 going up against the guy who's fighting for the first time. Yeah. But that doesn't count as a win. No, guys. That's 50-0, and 0, and he retired. Sugar Ray Robinson had 91 fights where he didn't lose. 91. I mean, I, I think Sugar... After his loss, I think, he, I think he won like another 50 more, right? After his first loss that he got, I'm, he lost... I'm, I'm looking here. His first loss was in his 31st fight. and It was in his 41st fight to Jake LaMotta. It was a, it was a uh, unanimous decision. He lost to Jake LaMotta. So he started his career 40-0. and 0. Then you're right. Then you're right, Sam. He did not lose again. He did not lose again till his 134th fight was his second loss. So that's wild. He then that was the night that was the 91 fight unbeaten streak from from 40 from 41 to 134. And he beat Jake Lamada twice more in that time frame. Uh, he beat Henry Brim, who was a very good fighter uh, for that time period. Uh, Artie Levine. Um, so he was—he wasn't fighting bums, but he beat—he beat Jake Lamada three more times after he lost to Lamada in that first fight. He beat Lamada three more times. It, it's just crazy. It, uh, so I, I don't know, man. But I, I would be interested. Well, Mike Tyson has gone on the record. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson has gone on record to say that, like Sugar Ray is probably one of the, the the top, the best to ever do it. Yeah. So I, 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 Josh, you're probably right. Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather's probably taking the belt. Probably taking the belt, but let's let's reveal a bracket. I think we got to put Roy Jones Jr. on there because he fought at multiple weight classes. I think we got to put obviously guys like. Um, you know, um, Juan Manuel Marquez has to be on this list. So we'll we'll make a bracket. Let's uh, let's work to unveil it next next Friday. We'll we'll get some boxers down and we'll make a list. So, um, all right, guys. So, Josh, do you have a things that piss me off ready to go? I do not. Son of a bitch, you you're gonna fucking have one today. That you were working on a list. Said you were fucking jerking your pud and running thirty minutes late. That's that's why I don't have it. 
Well, shit. Okay. My pun was well, more important today. To My pun was more important. Some... Okay. Well, we're going to have to ad-lib some stuff because we don't here. have a fucking chronic corner, Sam. Here, here, and we don't here, have uh, Hey, Lou. What? I'll give, let's yeah, I'll give you it. a list of things that piss me off. There we go. All right, let's go. Here, here comes the track. Let's hear it from our producer. Let's roll. All right, number 10. Bringing home an anti-American from another country just because she plays in the WNBA. Number nine. Having a parent ask me why their kid is failing when you've already explained to them they haven't turned anything in. Number eight. Dealing with bullshit on days when you just want to relax. Number seven. Huh? What? No, go. Keep going. Yeah, I said okay. No. Uh, Number seven. Automatically being put in the same category as fucking racist people just because you go hunting or are a part member of the NRA, uh, you're automatic, which I mean, pretty much falls under stereotyping, so stereotyping. Uh, number six, stupid people. Stupid people piss me off. Number five, racist people piss me off. Number four, just absolute ridiculousness when it comes to human rights. Number three. Wait, 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 wait. Can we pause? Can we pause? What? I, I need to go back to the human rights part. I, 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 need, oh, some, I need you to expound. I need you to expound on the human rights part. Hey. So, again, and, and I've mentioned this before, just basic bullshit about, you know, going back to the, the fundamentals of let you live your life, let me live mine. As long as we're not hurting each other or hurting others, let it be. So okay. like, sure. just those fundamental, you know, it really starts to piss me off when, like, I don't know, where do you draw the line of I have to respect your thoughts and your beliefs, but you don't have to respect – like, where's that line? You know what I mean? That's what pisses me off. Like, where the fuck is that line? Uh, you know, it's like – so I've got to bend over backwards to, uh, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I, I understand. I respect your your thoughts and stuff like that. But what about mine? When do you get to hear mine? Oh, no, you're being selfish. That's number one because I do not one, – one spot for number one. Oh. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. No, go ahead. You got to finish. You got to do your top three. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Go, go, go. Number three. On, go. <laughs> okay. Number three. Oh. Number right, Josh. Go ahead. three. So we can, so we can I'm going to go. Sam Bankman Freed. Number three. That dude's okay. a fucking piece okay. of shit and deserves to be rotten in fucking jail for stealing everybody's money. Mr. Is, is it Mr. FTX himself? 
BS. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. <laughs> what, what about what about his Hogwarts-looking girlfriend? <laughs> he should be number two. Well, number number two <laughs> is the other Sam that was fucking the one that dresses up in tranny and has been stealing people's luggage. Oh yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm in charge of getting rid of nuclear waste, but I feel like instead of doing my job with getting that rid of that, I'm just gonna steal everybody's fucking luggage at the airport and wear it. Fucking douchebag. Number one. <laughs> you guys are gonna be surprised. Elon fucking Musk. Can no, you I just support fuck that? I hate his ass too. All the Twitter files at once instead of fucking dragging this shit out. I went all of it out. Let's just fucking get it all done. Get it over with. Let's fucking blow this country up with all this bullshit that we've been hearing. Fuck Twitter files. Dude, dude, you have to understand. Musk Musk deserves the number one spot because he's that much of a dick. He's probably making money off this shit. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. You fucking release it. We all know there's some snake, sneaky-ass shit in there that... The Democrats have been pulling. Just fucking release it already. I don't want to. I don't well, want to read it every fucking week. Elon Musk has been suspending journalists' accounts on Twitter. He's also been. He's come out well, and been why, like. Why is he doing that doxing. though? What's that? Why? Why is he doing that though? He's suspending journalists because the journalists are posting his exact location. What well, yeah, he and, and he and he, he cut off. He cut off the dude that was tracking his flights. Yeah, yeah. He he want he that that's risking his family. That's assassination attempts. They should be. Same thing. Same thing should have happened when all these fucking people were giving up uh, the Supreme Court justices locations. Oh, go to this address. This is where he lives. Well, no, fuck that. I mean, if you look at it, even back in the um, early '90s with Desert Storm. I don't know if you remember, but um, Geraldo uh, was doing a newscast. I think it was Geraldo. Yeah, the dude with the beard or mustache. Thing. Yeah, like he was doing a news yeah. segment uh, right yeah. there as the troops were heading in, and they said, "You can do this as long as you don't give our location." He's fucking drawing a map. Like, okay, though, so we're here in Kuwait. They're like, "Shut him off! Shut him off! Like you're risking lives." National security's at risk because you're jackass. Well, even I mean, even just just risking people's lives because you want to be fucking stupid. Yeah, but you do know tracking flights is not really risking lives. People do it all the time, especially when you're talking well, about you college coaches who might be going out there. You, you, but here's the problem: if if the Democrat Party, if there's if they he's, tra- he's, he's, he's not tracking just flights. I'm sorry to interrupt, Josh. He's not tracking just flights. He's tracking. Private jets that Musk is taking. Exactly. Well, right, but, but yeah, but, yeah, you're right. The FAA, you you can track whatever you want, but the reason why is you. I can guarantee somebody wants to assassinate Elon Musk. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Somebody wants him gone because the amount of fucking information on Twitter that's out there now, the Democrats want to shut him up big time because a lot of the stuff that's coming out. It's bad. It makes them look bad. Like you're taking away people's freedom of speech away. First Amendment. It's what Big Oil away. did, right? It, or continues I've, to do, right? Big Oil companies, uh, pretty much the oh, same yeah. thing. 
what's come out on the Twitter files? What hasn't? So the the first one is the FBI has been working with social media to cancel um, conservative talking guys like Dan Bongino. You couldn't search them or find them because they, they did what's called a shadow ban to where stuff that they were posting, people couldn't see it. Um, they would automatically flag it as misinformation. Um, the Hunter Biden story, they suppressed it right before the election. And they knew they were going to do that. So they're, they, they're saying that's election interference. If the people knew about the laptop when it came out, they would have never voted for Biden. So they and, and Biden's brother was doing something, something fucked up too. But Biden's brother was like basically taking bribes from other companies saying that once Joe gets yep. into office, things are going to get better for all of us. Yep. Um, and they shut that down too before it even came out. Uh, they're talking uh, like, did you know that there's probably about 15 to 20 different FBI or people that were in uh, security firms that worked at Twitter and foreign other foreign governments that worked in intelligence? Why would they? Why would people need intelligent people working at Twitter, the social media? No, I think a lot of that's pay, man. You have to also look at from pay, from a pay perspective. There's some Fortune 500 companies that pay top dollar to X FBI, X CIA, F tech guys that worked, uh, you know, X uh, tech guys that work for these firms. They'll hire them and pay them top dollar to do work. But some of these don't have any like they work at the FBI. They're not in intelligence. They're hiring them on to work in like an intelligence thing. Or you've got no. There's always a business intelligence department of every company, of every corporate firm. There's always a BI department. So they're they're using umbrellas to bring in highly skilled people with ulterior motives behind it. And this is a way of hiding it. I think you know. But they didn't. They didn't do but that. These, but these ex techies, they get hired all the time from like you can you can you can't even imagine Ford, but, uh, GM, Chrysler. They hire all these guys. But they're not, they're not getting hired at Facebook, uh, Snapchat, uh, Instagram. They're not getting hired at them. Google, it's all been Twitter. That's no, no, no. Google, Google hires, Google hires uh, yeah, very high security folks. That's because uh, Facebook very... already has an algorithm that uh, basically right now while we've been talking, pretty much everything we've talked about, I can refresh my Facebook page, and I guarantee I'll have ads for about 50 different fucking things. Yeah, so that's why they're not hiring Intel people. Let me let me ask this question here. So Musk is kind of I feel like a hypocrite, and he he's been saying that he's going to allow free speech, uh, but has been putting bans on certain things that was previously allowed. He's He's reinstated neo-Nazis and white supremacists, and he rolled back the policy against COVID-19 misinformation, okay? Now, mind you, he banned the two-year-old account that tracked the movements of his private jet, which was using publicly available flight data that was already out there, which you could have already find because it was available. What? And the Twitter rules, you are not allowed to do that. 
But I mean, how how can you how can you justify? Yeah, he might be a hypocrite on some stuff, but how are you going to justify as a Twitter employee banning the president of the United States? That that say that I mean inciting, inciting violence. No, but like, but, but you got but, your employee that said flat out said there's not enough to ban him on what he said because it doesn't incite. But you allow somebody from Iran that flat out said, we're here to kill Jews. We're going to go kill as many Jews as we can. That's inciting violence, and you're going to allow that and keep no, that. But, okay, let, let, hold on one sec, one sec, one sec, Josh. Let's take away the fact, let's take away the fact that, that it's Twitter and it's liberal or it's conservative, all that. Let's forget all that. Would you want your president to be constantly in the eyes of social media? I don't think so on any platform. Let's, I would say if, if it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you call any of it. I would like my president to be a little bit more reserved, to do a little bit more uh, observing instead of reacting and, and, and shouting and saying things. 100%. That's just my personal opinion. That's my personal opinion. I, I, I never liked Donald Trump. On I wish he would just shut the fuck up. I wish he shut the hell up a long time ago. He didn't need to do a lot of the stuff that he did on Twitter. You know what? If Russia, if Russia says, you know what, we're going to come after the U.S., right, what's, what's one platform the, the president, besides getting on, on the, the news stations, that he can get a hold of a bunch of people? Twitter, Facebook. That's why it you does. don't say You can reach out you can reach the masses. Country. You can reach the masses. Not, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. That's why you don't ban. But I would still expect like polit- I would speak, uh, I would expect politicians to reserve their opinions to like rallies and other speeches and and uh, debates that they have instead of using a platform like Twitter or Instagram or, or well, Facebook or whatever the fuck you know. So I'm gonna bump in. So one like there were a couple things there. So Elon Musk, you know. And uh, being hypocritical in terms of like, like Lou said about, you know, cutting people off, but then reinstating, you know, neo Nazis and stuff like that. Uh, you know, first part to that, uh, I want to say, you know, we we got to figure out again where's that fine line because like I don't agree. Like, let's just let's flat out say. Neo-Nazis, racist people are ignorant. They're fucking stupid because no, they're you're, you're a white male. You're a racist, and you voted for shut Trump. Shut the fuck no. up for a second. Just throwing it uh, out there. So, you know, <laughs> racist, you know, neo-Nazis, all those things. Like, it's it's ignorance. It is built on ignorance. Hate is built on ignorance. But at the same time, like, I don't I don't want to listen to them. But at the same time, I can't. I can't say with my heart, deny them the ability to say what they want, but allow these people to say what they want, you know? And I'm like, so... Because they fucking lost the war, Joe. They lost. Germany lost. So if you are down with the Nazis, then go fucking sit No, that's that's not what he's saying. Shut the fuck up. That's not what I said, Lou. Anyway, um... Was it ching-chong, ching-chong? Anyway... Um, no, it is, what, but it's, it's not what you're saying. You're saying, well, I can't, in good faith, say that they can't say whatever they they want to say. Is basically what you were getting, is, is, is what you were alluding to, wasn't it? That that okay, well, they're ignorant and they're stupid, but they should still be able to say whatever they want to say. 
these neo-Nazis. And my thing is, you lost the fucking war. Germany lost in World War II. So sit down and shut the but, fuck up. And no, well, you can't say whatever the where, fuck you here, Here's where, where I think Joe kind of lost the mess, message. I, I don't think he said if, it, if they incite violence and they go against, like, hate, saying hate speech, absolutely they should be fucking banned. But if they're just normal talking about, like, the COVID thing, that's fine. You know what? Fine. Just, right. just, hold on, hold on. Let me. As soon as you start so, getting into just hate, you know, it, that, it goes back to what Joe, it goes back to what Joe said. Where do you draw that line? Well, and that's like, just, where, just what do you general, say? What can you? Thing. What are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? Here's the thing. Like, like you said, in, inciting violence. So, like, if somebody was to post a tweet, you know, that says, "Hey, let's go out and fucking kill a bunch of people," blah blah blah. Yes, that person should be banned. <laughs> but, yeah, Lou, like you. But let's Muslim. be honest. I mean, all that Muslim hate. You know, I mean. So wait a second. So wait a second. So it's okay for neo Nazis and white nationalists and QAnon promoters to be on the platform, but it's not okay for Alex Jones or Kanye West to be on the platform, right? Because you know, neo Nazis and white nationalists also Jews and they're anti-Semitic. <laughs> But Kanye West maybe has been a little bit more vocal because, let me tell you, Alex Jones and Kanye West are both banned from Twitter, but neo-Nazis, uh, neo-Nazi accounts and white nationalists are not. Well, and, and that's where I think so, so they where, so have their Twitter account back. Where do you draw the line? If you're going to talk about where do you draw the line and talk about free speech, then why isn't Alex Jones and Kanye West allowed to be on the platform but well, Alex Jones should definitely that. be allowed back. You're, with, you're with right. All this shit that you're having, right. He should be allowed because he it, wasn't. He wasn't. As long as they are not inciting violence, they should be allowed. I mean, you if if you truly want freedom of speech, I mean, and let's be honest with you, there is no fucking real thing as freedom of speech. Okay, a perfect example, per, perfect fucking example. So one of my employees comes to work. Okay. In a really nice outfit. I'm like, damn, that, that's a nice looking outfit. But everywhere on the outfit, everywhere. Like, I, I mean, it was a walking billboard. Black owned, black made. Okay. That's great. What? But if put, switch that around to any other race, any other race, and then there's a problem. So. We're still on that. Now you're talking about reverse racism. You can say what you want, but you can't say that. So there is no such thing as freedom of speech because uh, all it takes is one I, person I, I, to I've, piss Joe, off. I've lost you. This, this, this topsy-turvy slide that we've gone on that's had a lot of twists and turns, I really don't understand what you're talking about when it comes to a nice outfit and it being a black. I have no, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about because, at this one time. Because it's what I said, what I said was that it was a nice outfit, but okay. everywhere on it written, written in, in giant font, okay, was the words "black owned, black made." Now, what I was saying is like, could you imagine somebody walking down the street with a a a same kind of outfit, but instead of saying black owned, black made, it said white owned, white made. Shit hit I don't know. Man. I mean, look, look, shit hit, I mean all of our clothes say China made, made from Mike yeah. Louie. Right. right. 
Exactly. I mean, at least I mean, at least have I mean, China made China. You know, I'm just saying, like, there's I think, a double standard. I think his service is canceling him, guys. <laughs> his, his phone keeps cutting in and out. So either it's his mic or his service or his internet. Someone's someone's canceling you, Joe. Yeah. You can't get a phone without cutting in and out. <laughs> All right. Well, shit, man. We are out of time. We will be back at it on Monday. Uh, it's been a good show. I'm glad that I'm glad that Josh finally fucking made it in. Fucking asshole. Uh, anyways, uh, I think that's a goddamn slacker. Five dollars. Five dollars in the fine jar, Josh. You got to put five dollars in the fine fine jar. Five dollars in the fine jar. On Sunday. How's that? All right, that's fine. Five dollars in the fine jar. But that's all the time we got. Uh, we'll be back at it uh, on Monday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. We and cover all bases, faces, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics to sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off with a dome. 